Hey, Devraj. Uh, thank you for coming into uh, or being on this podcast. Um, I'm your host, Suguna Manipalli. And the topic that we are going to discuss today is about judgment. So before we start on the topic, I would like to introduce yourself. Tell me more about you, where you're from, and uh, we can discuss the topic after that. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Subina, first of all, for this opportunity uh, to be uh, on your podcast. And uh, it's really an honor. So thank you for that. I'm looking forward to the topic as well. Um, and yeah, and just a bit about myself. So I'm currently uh, living uh, in the UK um, and I've, I've been here for many years now, but I was born in India. So uh, and uh, I mean, I was born in the northeast of India and then moved more towards the southern part of India and have traveled because of work um, through many different places, um, but then settled in UK uh, now for, for over more than a decade. So, That's a mixture of everything, right? I yeah. mean, it was northern and southern part of an India, there are two different cultures all together. Very much. Yeah. yeah. And then to UK, um, I think I definitely think that you had a great journey and great exposure to different uh, parts of the cultures. And uh, that might have given you broader vision about, you know, human beings in general. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think I like how you put it uh, together as well. The thing that just makes me think, yeah. And the most enjoyable part of my journey, I would say, has been, you know, cultures and people. Because yeah. it was like, you know, I feel like, you know, I was, uh, you know, very curious growing up as well. And I think that curiosity takes you to places. And everywhere I went, I always had this uh, energy to learn um, and energy to share. Right. And I think those two kind of balances nicely. It wasn't easy, you know, of course, you know, there are places where it challenges you, but yeah. it is an experience is what I would say, which yeah. which made me who I am now and yeah, and what it will make me in future. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, with with cultures and with, with the differences and the diversity, there is always, always a challenge, right, that we also go through as a human beings. Adjusting is one part. And second thing, um, each each human being judges us in a different way. So the the question that I have for you, as as human beings, we all judge. We it's a part of our life to judge and criticize others. But when it comes to thinking about ourselves, that reflection comes in a later part of life, I guess. But you know, I just wanted to understand what is your perspective about judgment and. Um, how did you handle it? Yeah, um, I think at different parts of my life, I saw it differently and I felt it differently. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I take myself to maybe my younger years, you know, um, you know, the child, the teenager, um, you know, probably there wasn't as much of um, kind of clarity in the context of what is judging. Right. But, you know, now when I reflect back on it, um, you know, and majority of it, I can see it as, okay, what was judgment and what wasn't judgment and, uh, and, and which part of the judgment, um, you know, hurts 
And mm. is there any part that doesn't hurt? But I think with that, you know, as I evolved through, um, you know, the different parts of my life, and as I mentioned, you know, traveling, being exposed to different cultures, different people. And mm. I think that was a key part of the learning because then you saw that something that you could do in another country and feel judged by, mm-hmm. you can be in another country and you're not judged by. So there is a bit of the... Uh, I call that cultural intelligence, right? Yes. So it's about being more of what is and why it is. I think yeah. give the meaning to just because there is judgment, do I have to, how do I take it basically? So right. I think with that, what I would boil it down to is for me, um, language has immense power. Yeah. And I think knowing that it can have both positive and negative impact um, is wisdom yeah and I think with that um, when wisdom and empathy is lacking mm-hmm. mainly and judgment is mainly rooted from some form of willful ignorance mm-hmm. is when it has the capacity to hurt another living being is how I have now learned to see so yeah. So that's, that's how I see it now. Amazing yeah. statement, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think it's that's why I, 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 like I said, going back to the same concept of the language has power, mm-hmm. is why I feel that judgment need not hurt. You know, yes. And and I think that's why that piece around wisdom and empathy and how we use that is so key, and uh, it mostly hurts when that empathy is lacking and some form of threat response is created rather than a rewarding response right and as you said very well we are human and it's in our nature to judge but we rarely think what that judging is doing to others it's like we are just busy doing it rather than pausing and saying okay yeah I did this but what happened next right Right. and uh, you know and, and most of the time I mean the word judging itself or criticism triggers those kind of threat or negative responses. Right. And, and one thing I want to kind of end with on this uh, statement is I read this quote, uh, anonymous quote uh, sometime back, and it said, uh, it shouldn't have to happen to you for it to matter to you. Right. Do you see? Wow. So I That's think that uh, that taught me so much. So that that I took it really personally to say, okay, you know, we are judging to kind of fight this kind of internal debate. Like I feel judging is more hurtful when it's imposed. Yeah. Like I know better than, or I can oppress, or I'm dominant over something. And I think that's when it becomes a personal attack and it can hurt. But don't you think that judgment sprouts out of um, limited beliefs and also the beliefs of um, that this this is the way it should be? I mean, not having that growth mindset um, to even encourage the other person to talk to you, listen to their viewpoints, as well as, you know, encouraging them to understand their thought process yeah absolutely and and uh, that's why if you remember what i mentioned was that you know when that wisdom and the empathy mm-hmm. is lacking right that means uh, it's not done from a place of curiosity or kindness 
Yeah. Stuck yeah. in a stuck mode. They are in a stuck. Yeah, yeah. So it's done more from a like a one-up position, right? Right. Say, oh, how could you wear your hair like this? Right. You know, I wouldn't wear it like that. Yes. Or or um, how could you say that? I wouldn't say that. So it's like this. It's like uh, a you know, confrontation it's, mode. Yeah, yeah. So it becomes that, and I think that's why it's also powerful. Like you made me think because. I'm thinking about the word judge mm-hmm. versus judgment or judgmental. Right. Right. And as you can see my emphasis in language, this is what I'm talking about because the role mm-hmm. when we take as a judge, that means it, it has some responsibility, right? Yes. For example, if it's the judge in the court, they mm-hmm. are there because they have done something which validates the evidence of the position. Right? right. Similarly, in a talent show, somebody is a judge because they probably know enough about the singing or the dancing, whatever they're judging. Yeah. You know? uh, so that's that's valid. You know, right. that we, we get it. It's 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 fine. You know, it's a position to be it's the judge. Needed. Yeah. It's because yeah. they have that wisdom. They have yeah. the knowledge. They have all of that. But judgmental is a behavior yeah. or judgment is a is a skill or a behavior. Right. So yeah. that means, you know, if I'm if somebody is doing that, yeah. uh, it again goes back to the question of why and how, because that will define whether it leaves somebody feeling empowered or it mm-hmm. leaves somebody feeling hurt. Because you're right. Going back to the limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. How strong have they learned through those beliefs? I mean, are those beliefs helping them to grow? or helping them to crush. But see? that reflection doesn't come to most people, right? They, they are not in a state to understand that they are hurting another being Absolutely. with their words or with their thoughts or with their behavior. Yeah, yeah. So and- how do you even, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'm, if I'm trying to think of the other person understanding that they're you know, very hurtful in the way that they behave or talk or express. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I, 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 see, I see what you're saying now. So you're right. So, so rather than thinking of, okay, how would we deal with it? And probably how I have grown to see, but if I take myself, uh, you know, kind of uh, in the past a bit. So there mm-hmm. were times when I felt hurt and I didn't know why. And I think I feel it hurts because it's one-sided and it goes back to what I mentioned before it feels you are less than yes yeah? or somebody feels they are better than you that they can right. tell you or they can oppress or right. they can dominate over right and I think it's that wanting the control or feeling like you know they are in a better control than the person mm-hmm. they are judging mm-hmm. you know I, I think uh, you get my point right so I think that's Absolutely. the point yeah. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's where the judgmental part or the side of the person comes out, right? Yeah. And yeah. and it it is more about the self. I am this, you know, this is how it should be. The standards that they set are the ultimate ones. And if you if it is anything against that, yeah, it goes into a confrontation mode. So um Tell me how, what were your coping mechanisms when it comes to people and judgmental minds? 
Uh, yeah, in the early times, I think it was just um, kind of uh, recognizing the emotions of the hurt itself. Because mm. you definitely know when it is, when you feel judged, or when I, let, let me put it on me. So when I felt judged, mm-hmm. and uh, when I felt somebody was being judgmental, um, and my instant thought was, why are they saying it? And why can't I find anything healthy in it for me? Right. So it was that thought that kicked in. So, of course, in the moment, it hurts, right? Right. Whether it's somebody judging on my, what I'm wearing mm-hmm. or, or how my accent was before I could even kind of speak like really fluent English, you know, because yeah. it's not my first language. So it's right. these little things, you know. Yeah. So, And sometimes little things hurt the most. So yes, so going back to that time, my coping mechanism was reflection. Mm. It was to pause, to say, okay, ouch, that hurt. So first is that acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. Then to stop, to say, okay, sit down, think. Why are they saying it? I mean, of course, you know, if... if there is any valid fact, then it has to say, ah, okay, now I get it, this, this, this. So when I get the fact, I think that became the next coping mechanism when I could attach a fact to the feeling. Right. When I could not attach the fact, then my next coping was having to find ways that I could learn to let go when something is meaningless for me. Right. You know, so I think that was quite, quite important. So, so I then fast forwarding to now, uh, um, in fact, um, about 2016 is when I um, did my uh, certification in a few behavioral psychology tools and emotional intelligence. And I think that was a massive um, milestone in my own life mm. uh, to kind of practice that level of self-awareness and it doesn't come easy it's like I was learning to show the mirror to myself instead of somebody having to show it to me right yeah and and I think the coping mechanism or the best way to handle judgment now Mm -hmm. I have about four or five key things that I practice regularly so mm-hmm. the first one is definitely um, I challenge with curiosity and respect. Right. So when I find like somebody has thrown a judgment on me, you know, I very respectfully, I challenge that back and I show that, you know, I'm really curious, you know, why did he say that or what's behind, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, the second one is, uh, again, I make my position clear and I've learned to do it more and more assertively um, than passively before. Um, and with this, I feel now I'm in a position where I can even agree to disagree. Right. Yeah, so that's the next tactic or the way. The next one is uh, I make my boundaries very clear with rationality. Mm. So, you know, when somebody gives their judgment, um, of course, that can have some unmet needs in them or they don't understand something possibly. Right. Um, yeah. I do not know where they are coming from, of course, till I explore that, but I know where I'm coming from and what's okay and not okay for me. Right. So with that, my that third step is around making my boundaries very clear, but with rationality. 
Right. And uh, the next one is practicing to respond rather than to react. Right. So these are kind of my four go-to, yeah. Um, yeah, steps. Yeah, I, I think it all starts with um, understanding our own emotional intelligence right? Usual the reaction when somebody judges us or, you know, are judgmental about us. Um, the usual reaction is hurt or um, to react in an, in an aggressive manner. But when you understand to control your emotions and you are stepping back from the, from the statement that they have, you know, thrown at you and you're trying to analyze what is it about and you really want to react in a in the way that you used to do before to how do you want to be right now with that person I think that first step is awareness of how you as a person are reacting to the situation right and the second step I think once you react you understand okay do I really want to respond this way how can I be more uh, you know, in a nice, nice way, accept, accept the judgmental statements. At the same time, let them know that what is in your mind about that statement. So I think I, I, I really love the way that you put it together for me as well. Initially, I didn't know my boundaries, mm. whether it is um, letting somebody into my boundaries or stepping into their boundaries. I didn't know it was all in or all out. Um, the relationships were that way. And that really puts you into a problem and hurt, yeah. right? So knowing the boundaries is, is a very, very important uh, process in, in finding your emotional intelligence to balance it. So I really love the way that you put together the the you know the four step process of you know um, handling judgment or coping with judgmental minds. Um, what else do you think that can really help others? Yeah, and and just before I answer that, you made me think something nice again. And you know, <laughs> uh, when I was mentioning the four steps, I thought about well where did that come from, you know, or, or where did I pick it up? Because, of course, self-awareness is so key and probably as, as us, you know, professionally, when we kind of work on it, you know, every time, we, yeah. we kind of, we are in it to kind of feel it, yeah. but that's not the uh, ideal world, right? Because right. in the ideal world, people are kind of heading in every direction, but there is lack of self-awareness, there is lack of um, yes. even realization of emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. So then, of course, judgment is uh, existing in an ideal world and so on. Mm -hmm. So I think you took me back to that time where my shift happened from feeling it mm -hmm. or even suffering through it, right. not being able to deal with it, to mm -hmm. then suddenly something shifting to say, okay, I can do this step and that step and then that step and I can move forward from not suffering, not feeling. So it was a bit of that challenging my own limiting belief. Mm -hmm. And I, you painted the picture really nicely of how we see it. What does it mean to us? Because right. again, the same judgment to a sensitive person may have a very different factor of hurt to mm -hmm. somebody who is insensitive. Probably yes. they want 
can get it. Do you see my point? So yes. it's so unique to every human being. Yes. And for me, I think where it became my um, reality is when I went deep down into my limiting belief and I saw mm. that I struggled with um, self-care. Absolutely. <laughs> and I struggled with, like, you know, we call it emotional hygiene, right? Yes. Like, if you have a clean glass of water, would you mm -hmm. let anybody drop a drop of poison in it? Yes. I suppose not. So then my trigger of my own thought was, then why am I letting this yes. put poison in my healthy mind? And Absolutely. that became my trigger. And to that, I love, I mean, I get so inspired by quotes and language. So I got very empowered by, um, you know, the words of um, famous uh, Maya Angelou. And yes. when I, it still resonates, it's like, when you know better, do better. Yeah. And those words just kind of helped me, gave me that energy to say, yeah. okay, my yesterday was not as great. I right. failed, I made mistakes, and I have also succeeded. But I don't have to define my today and my tomorrow with my yesterday, you know. Yeah. So as I keep learning, I think that's where my shift happens. So yeah, for making me realize that. Yeah, you know? I mean the quote from her itself. It says that it is not what you, uh, what you did to people, but it is about how you treated them that stays for long, right? So how your energies are, how you are talking to people. What is, I mean, my reflection started with, why do I let um, the hurt that I carry out of, you know, others, uh, from others, actually the judgmental part, which comes from others. Why do I let myself hurt so much? So it is like, I mean, this is again a, a quote from where I heard, I think it is Brahma Kumari. She's, she, she tells you, you know, everybody puts out trash. Yeah. And if you're collecting the trash from everybody's house and putting it in your house, you're going to live in, in a house full of trash, right? Cool. So everybody throws out things that are not really uplifting or that are not really encouraging to you. But yeah. what is that you want to pick up from the people is something that we have under our control and that is our mind. And it all starts with us, how we understand, how we want to manage control or you know, handle ourselves in situations in this world, right? So I think for me, that is when I started not reacting um, and started responding. Yeah. Before even to respond, I was very scared because my self-esteem was so low. Mm -hmm. I put everybody in, in a pedestal, but I did not think of myself as equal to every human being because we are all human beings. We are all same in, in every way. Some people might be intellectually higher. Some people might be financially higher, but at the end of the day, we are all humans. We breathe air and blood runs in our body. So why can't you see yourself as equal to any other human being out there? You know, that self-reflection part and also to respond and not react is something which helped me uh, in accepting myself, I guess, more yeah. than what others are talking about me.
yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And to kind of add a bit more, you know, where, you know, what more is there to add to this piece? I think um, relating to when we are ready to respond, because of course the reacting piece I feel is a, a emotional brain activity, right? I right. mean, we are all emotional beings. Right. Yeah? And, you know, over so many, you know, thousands of years, our emotional brain still stands as the most powerful thing inside our brain. Yeah, it yeah. can hijack the, or it gets hijacked, you know, when something such terrible happens, you know, right. logical brain is not in effect. Yes. Right? So that's, that's the reality. And, uh, and with that, that's why I, I, I stated that, that, you know, respond, not react is because reacting is easy. Yes. You know? But it gets the most, probably it backfires. Yes. And, and, you know, I would say, like, from my own experience, yes, there were moments where maybe, um, you know, uh, either, um, you know, passively or, uh, you know, aggressively, whichever way, I'm sure the reaction happens because when your hurt and pain becomes out of control, it has to come out somehow. Yeah. That's why we have emotions like anger, frustration, sadness, whatever it may be. Right. right? Uh, but I think that journey from knowing, okay, yeah, I can react or I react, but to take the path to or build the path to how do I respond? It's not an easy one, like anything else. No. You know? Changing behavior is not easy, right? But mm. to get the response, the one key element I strongly found was channeling into that inner courage. Yes. You know, and then calming the mind down to kind of see shame and blame and, you know, all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. that anchors you down in a bad way, right? right? And so it was this balancing between the courage, how do you lift it up? Yeah. So that, I think it's important, like for my experience, it was important for me to see, is there more to judgment or is judgment just a one thing full stop? Right. And then I realized, because again, this is why language is ever evolving, right? And it's yeah. so complex. Yeah. Because, um, if we are in three different parts of the world, we may mm -hmm. say the thing and mean exactly different things out of it. Absolutely. Right. So that is where, for me, you know, that whole contextualizing judgment piece was very important mm -hmm. to say, because then why that was important is sometimes people throw a judgment. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal opinion. Right not based on fact yeah and sometimes some people also then kind of polish it a bit to right. say oh it wasn't a judgment it was a feedback right when it wasn't because so basically you know yeah. this is where the complexity comes right so yeah. you try to make uh, everything nothing or you right. try to make something everything yeah right so that's what I felt you know and and to that piece of learning I really have to kind of uh, to teach myself and learn from it as in how is judgment different from feedback and then how do I build that courage and what does it mean to me to then how should I take it or leave it because yeah. as more and more I did that 
I learned to minimize responding and I, I learned to, um, sorry, minimize reacting and yeah. I learned to maximize responding. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. it, that journey, it was not, not like so super easy. No, it is not. It is not. For me, it started with under, understanding my patterns. Okay. Mm -hmm. If there is a situation, how am I reacting? Why am I reacting? Mm -hmm. And why am I repeating the same pattern? So we as a humans, we adapt to certain patterns of behavior. And to even realize that we have a pattern of behavior, it takes a long time because the self-reflection part is never there. The, the only thing that most people are into this vicious cycle is, is blame and complain. But not looking into what is a pattern of behavior that I am following and why is this I'm into this uncomfortable situations all the time. Mm -hmm. And how can I change it for myself not to be so uncomfortable? You know, once you start understanding your own patterns of behavior, not involving outsiders into that patterns, just looking into yourself within, you understand what patterns you're following, what each situation gives you a data of information on your own behavior patterns, right? So that can help you understand, okay, this is the situation. How can I do it better next time when I'm in the same situation? You understanding yourself is going to really help you to, to handle yourself, your emotions, and the way that you want to respond in a much more polished way than you know, reacting it and making it messy, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And this is why probably, I mean, even when I hear this, there mm -hmm. is a bit of um, simplicity, mm -hmm. uh, but my thoughts, my mind goes to that, how complex a world we live in as well, yeah. right? And for me, I think that's where the next bit of learning, like um, I, I advocate like wherever, how powerful empathy can be. Yeah. And that shifted my own uh, thoughts from like, you know, when I was growing up, so I heard this a lot to say, oh, treat others like you would like to be treated. Right. And that felt nice. But as I grew to be the adult I am, uh, then something else came my way and uh, and that was treat others like how they would like to be treated right you know and that taught me that essence of empathy and right. why i'm mentioning this is talking about that part of complexity like what you just mentioned you know that yeah we can we can learn to do all this we can learn to work internally to mm -hmm. ask why to kind of it's like doing a bit of self-study right it's like yeah writing a page of your book every day yeah. and it's probably a never-ending book yeah absolutely and that's when about two years ago um when i came across uh, neurodiversity uh, mm -hmm. to understand that we are just not different from our uh, skin and our looks and our you know abilities and our disabilities and then that we are also different from how our brain has developed and how it's wired. Yeah. Right? And even within that, like whatever you mentioned there, it's it's fantastic. And 
there is a huge majority of people who can do that and they can come to the point where they want to do that and they can and then you know I still wanted to I was like there was something I was like okay I want to keep kind of my empathy capital growing right and that's when I went deeper that okay but there are neurodivergent people mm-hmm. whose brains are wired in a way that socially there are certain things they are unaware of mm. or they cannot links few things you know like right. okay why did that happen or you know why did that emotion come in so mm-hmm. I'm talking about very different you know um, characteristics right mm-hmm. so that's where for them I mean again considering that there are people like that you know it'll take a different approach and a different practice mm-hmm. and what I found was that they were not disabled by any means no, it was the way the society was that you know whatever worked for the majority, we put barriers to say right. So these things work for us, but the neuro minorities now had to live with it. So mm-hmm. they couldn't feel a certain way, they couldn't express a certain way, or they did not uh, find a social space where they could be the true self in the most authentic way. Right. So that inner work becomes a, a even more heavier mm. burden, you see? Mm. So it's not because it's not coming from like, oh, I want to do it, but I just need to find the next best thing. It's like, I cannot do this, you know? Mm. That anxiety attack that somebody can get, you know, or, or now imagine somebody is throwing their judgment on a person like that without being aware, mm. it can leave them traumatized and probably yeah. this person who has thrown that judgment is not even aware. So I just wanted to raise that to show that how bad this impact can be. Yeah. And Absolutely. how lacking that empathy can mm-hmm. just kind of ruin this, you know. So, so if you, you brought a very good uh, point, um, Devraj, but at the same time, this empathy. Yeah. Empathy plays a big role how we, in, in any human form, right? Yeah. And it pay, plays a bigger role in um, neurodivergent folks, right? But the basis of any human being, I mean, everybody would want to be treated with some empathy and understanding. And that's yeah. where the challenge comes. For example, I will tell you my children, if I'm very strict and stern with them, it flares up. But if I show them that empathy and I say that, hey, I understand it's this is very challenging, but you have to understand to get into a certain structure of your living. You know, if I talk to them, just tone down my voice, that makes miracles, you know? So to understand why is it challenging for you to just do your laundry or clean up? Why is it challenging for you? How can I help you? Do you want me to be with you to support you with this process? You know, that shifts everything for that person. Absolutely. Absolutely does. Yeah. And I love your example, by the way, where you mentioned about the okay, if I go and pick up this garbage and bring it in my house and store it, you yeah. know. But judgment is again so, uh, there are so many ways how it's been given and received. So the way you explained was the receiving. Mm-hmm. And 
the way it's given is like, even if you want to keep your house clean, you know you want a clean house, but there is constant garbage throw, thrown inside, right? So how do you deal with that too? You know, the intensity of it, right? So that's, uh, it's such a thing to, that inner work is so important that you mentioned, yes. um, but also that inner work has to have certain amount of personalization yes. for every individual, because that's what I, I got the um, kind of the, the learning from when I shifted from that, you know, there was nothing wrong with treat everybody like how you'd like to be treated. It's like respect, kindness, but it was very a generalized statement, right? Yeah. But when I moved to treat everyone like how they would like to be treated. Yeah. I paused and I became thoughtful. And I, so probably that is one reason why, you know, I can sense it, how hurtful, how toxic judgments can be, you know? Uh, And the reason is then being able to classify when something is a judgment, Mm -hmm. toxic, and when something is a constructive feedback. Right. And what can I get out of that? Because then the feedback becomes more like a gift. Yeah. And it goes back to the piece of courage. So, so that's where, you know, like um, Bernie Brown in her book, she kind of amplifies Theodore Roosevelt's speech on courage, like, and that speech was around the man in the arena. And uh, it talks about that to do these shifts in our life, mm-hmm. uh, like to clean up your, the garbage, mm-hmm. you know, to maintain that cleanliness, uh, mm-hmm. to practice that, we need courage. Yeah. yeah, we need courage to stand up, to courage to voice what we feel and think, yes. courage to draw our boundaries, courage to be assertive, uh, and all of that, what I mentioned before, right? Yeah. And that's where the courage comes in as such a mobilizer. Yeah. Because when, when Bernie uh, amplified, you know, Roosevelt's that quote, and she said, if you're in an arena, and if you're playing in the arena, you know the blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. When somebody within the arena or who have been there is telling you something, Mm. take that as a gift because then try to make it your own to say, how can I use this? And if I can't, I can let it go. Right. But most likely somebody who has never been in the arena, Mm -hmm. not shed that blood, sweat and tears Mm -hmm. and the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have, they may have lots to say, yeah. It come as a judgment, which most likely is the hurtful ones. Yeah. But that's where having the courage to practice within us to mm. say, okay, who is it come from? What's the basis of this? Mm. And it goes back to where you said the why going deeper, right? Yeah. And then I mean, to say, they don't play in the arena. Mm-hmm. They not change anything ever in the past at least I have no facts about it so now what do I do do I keep it or or, or let it go you know so I think that decision is like a make or break yeah yeah definitely I mean I think nobody can hurt you unless you let them hurt you yeah so when somebody is judgmental it's okay that it is their perspective about you, but it doesn't make you. So understanding your own self and your own um, self-esteem is very, very important for you to get that courage, right? Yeah. 
So if you don't understand yourself and where you stand in the society and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses and what are you good at, if you don't know anything about it, you will never get that courage to stand up yours for yourself. And you will never understand that you can respond and not react. Very you true. have a choice, you have a choice, but the mm -hmm. choice that we make every time is to react. But how do you change your choice and your behavior? It changes with your behavior, your patterns, and your, your understanding yourself and letting yourself stand up for yourself, right? So yeah, I, I think as, as a conclusion, I really got a lot of good points from you. You know, empathy plays a very good, big, big role in the way that we can understand others um, as well as not be judgmental in the way that we approach any situation in life. And second thing is understanding your, your own self-worth and setting your own boundaries. And um, did I miss something from your four steps? No, I think I think you 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 got it uh, really well. So the first steps, and and on one thing on empathy is, it's an empathy both ways, because mm. we feel like empathy is for me to apply with somebody, but no, do I empathize with myself? Am I kind to me? Basically, I think that was my biggest awakening you know like you remember I spoke about the self-care yeah. and uh, you know from a subconscious process or rather not being there at all to yeah. doing it consciously I think that empathy is so much for you as much as it's for others so no I mm -hmm. think you summed it up really well so but so don't you think when we don't know to empathize with ourselves we cannot yeah. empathize with others absolutely true yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely true, because, you know, uh, and again, this is, uh, you know, said so many times in maybe uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, and I love it, you know, it's the way how it's said it, it's like, if you can't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? Absolutely. And I think it just simplifies there, right? So, yeah. yeah. And even the Bhagavad Gita or anything that tells yeah. you the, the whole thing of it is, you know, know yourself and yeah. understand and love yourself and so that you you can emanate all that into the world uh, for others Absolutely. Yeah. any any closing notes um all i'd say is um i think whoever is listening be you keep being better and keep growing and learn how to shift anything that comes your way which is toxic mm. and to have the courage to make it something powerful yep absolutely absolutely i i thank you so much for um this time i think i have personally learned a lot from you today and i appreciate you giving me this time i know your schedule is so tired with a lot of other things that you're doing but uh, i really appreciate this time there Thank you, Subhana. Thank you for the opportunity as well. So you have a lovely yeah. time and take care. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.